This is the Building Management Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. As people become more comfortable in the home building automation space, they want to be able to take this commercial as well. Regardless of the ups and downs in the stock market, if these manufacturers, these plants, and these entities want to stay open, they need water. Hey everyone, welcome to the Building Management Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. So on today's episode, we are really honing in on the commercial roofing industry. And today's conversation is going to be clearing up a lot of roofing misconceptions for facility managers. It's going to be looking at the technology that's impacting the industry. And we're also going to chat a bit on how extreme weather is shaping some of those client conversations and some of the solutions depending on different regions. So for our roofing roundtable, I'd like to welcome Todd Jenkins. He's the president of Jenkins Roofing, as well as Jennifer Long, national manager for commercial contractor programs at GAF, and Joanne Moreno. She is the senior commercial territory manager at GAF. Todd, Jennifer, Joanne, welcome to the podcast. How are y'all doing today? Great. Thanks. We are great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's going to be super. I'm excited for this round table, and we're literally at a round table, so we're embracing it wholeheartedly. <laughs> All right, y'all. So I want to start with a speed answer segment. So this is really to get the conversation moving, to get some quick hot takes. Um, yeah, everyone's favorite. Everyone loves hot takes. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a what's hot and a what's not for the commercial roofing industry. So this could be anything from specific business models to technology to certain kinds of projects to solutions. Whatever it might be, the floor is yours. We'll start with Todd. Todd, what's hot and what's not in commercial roofing today? A lot of hot, a lot of not. Uh, what <laughs> yeah, we, what we're kind of <laughs> pretty <seeing>, divided. <laughs> <laughs> what we're kind of seeing, truthfully, is a lot of building owners are wanting to have certified inspections from a certified roofer that knows what they're doing, as opposed to having their building maintenance man up there, or their plumber up there, you know, checking all the parts of the roof. Um, and what's not is having a vegetative roof or a roof that's just sitting there with really nothing going on for months and years at a time. And so protecting your warranty and protecting your roof is really not a hard thing if you just plan for it and then also document what's going on up there. So having a certified inspector that can document and take photos and do those sort of things and help you keep a maintenance program together, that's pretty hot. All right, Jennifer. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you took all of ours. You yeah. summed it up right there. Well, the podcast's over. Thank you, all everyone, right, for joining us. Here. <laughs> uh, all right, Jennifer. So what's hot and what's not in commercial roofing, in your opinion? Yeah, so I'm going to have to mimic a little bit what with uh, what Todd said. Um, I think what is hot is managing your property as an asset for property owners. You know, it's not about just putting a new roofing system on and completely forgetting about it. Just because you have a 20-year NDL warranty does not mean that's a leak-free warranty. Um, so what's hot is being proactive, getting a certified contractor out there once a year, twice a year um, in order to protect your asset. What's not is not doing that. Um, <laughs> being reactive. Being reactive, yes. All right. And Joanne... In your opinion, what is hot and what is absolutely not? A lot more education in the roofing world, uh, not just for contractors, but from an owner perspective in knowing what they want today than what they did 10 years ago. And mm -hmm. so 10 years ago, the standard for commercial roofing was that whatever the contractor sold them, no warranty attached, no inspection, that's what the owners bought. They trusted and they believed what they got was a good quality roof. Mm. Fast forward, what's hot is owners are doing their homework 
and they're asking contractors whether or not if they're certified and whether or not um, the terms of the system and what warranty they're going to be offering. So what's hot are NDLs right now. Everybody wants a no dollar limit warranty. Boom. Define what that means for me, if you don't mind. It's the protection from the manufacturer for the owner. The contractor installs the roof. The manufacturer comes out and inspects the roof and gives that contractor a pass or fail rating. And until that roof is 100% per our application, then the owner is not going to, um, they're going to get a punch list what the contractor needs to complete in order to make that roof 100% leak free uh, for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. And then what's not in your industry? What's not hot? Well, what's not hot is not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. It's not asking any questions Sitting and not, not asking about warranties. Or assuming that your roofer is going to be around forever and that your building is going to be okay and just, you know, a lot of people just have that assumption because maybe they got lucky with their last roof and it did make it a long time without a problem. But I, we do see a lot of buildings, especially here in North Texas, that are moving from a ballast system, tar and gravel roof, or a modified bitumen roof to a TPO or PVC roof. And mm. so there's different kind of maintenance that's involved, but having maintenance sometimes is something that they're not used to. And so... You know, just having a program, having somebody coming out, it's just something that we don't see a lot of building owners doing. Well, and a part of that NDL process is annual maintenance. Right. And we require the certified contractor to get up there and check that roof once a year, mm. every year, for the next 20-plus years. This emphasis on education, on having a certified inspector up there, on proactivity, I feel like that's probably generally raising the quality for the entire industry are people embracing that are they excited that okay the bar is continuing to be raised because our clients are coming to us already more educated you know is it weeding out the the worst actors in the industry i think what we're seeing is that building owners have been burned in the past really appreciate it and they understand you know their pocketbook whether it's their cio or cfo or somebody has been in the company and said we have to have a plan we have to do something this is we cannot continue on this path that we were on before and we got burned very badly and we want to don't we do not want to do that again so those building owners really get it and i do think that that is something that we see uh, when building owners have had problems in the past they they truly do understand that but i think the education level w with that coming up I do hear more people than I've ever heard in our company calling and asking for very specific things. Uh, we'd like to have a, a cover board. We'd like to have an R value of 35. We'd like to have these questions that they're asking when the question 10 years ago was, we need a new roof. Right. Can you help us? Right. So My roof is leaking. Can you solve the right, problem? Right. So, yeah, I think they're asking for more specifics around we would like to have 60 mil or 80 mil on the, on the thickness of the, the material or we want to have the roof adhered, that sort of thing. So there is definitely more, I would say there is more education out there from the from the. It's folks. more proactive versus mm -hmm. reactive mm -hmm. in today's environment. When selecting the contractor, when selecting the system, when selecting the maintenance program that needs to accompany that. So how is that more informed customer impacting, I guess, what differentiates companies in the industry, right? So between y'all and your competitors, if everyone is being approached with the educated customer, mm -hmm. right? They know what they're looking for now. And so it's not so much that we provide the best product, but maybe now you have to focus on customer service or you have to focus on 
making your inspections and your follow-up and that relationship with that client more top-notch. How is it changing how y'all do business with uh, your clients? I, L- I loaded would, question. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, so it, in a perfect world, all property owners and property managers are educated, right? Right. That's certainly not the case. We see now, to Joanne's point, you know, versus 10 years ago, a lot more people are educated. They know what they want, right? That's the goal. But still to this day, we we see a lot of contractors who maybe don't specialize in maintenance and repair, and they're interested in just giving a price for re-roofing when 80% of all roofs are are replaced prematurely. Um, And so that leaves a huge opportunity for contractors to come in and really differentiate themselves and say, hey, you know what? Does your roof really need to be replaced? Maybe not today, maybe in five years from now. Let's put a plan together um, for the next five years. I'll get you watertight, manage all of your leaks. And then contractors can help their property owners or customers start budgeting on an annual basis, preparing for that roof replacement. So we see a lot more of that with contractors uh, really being able to set themselves apart and service their customers, those who, again, specialize in maintenance and repair work. So there's a real opportunity to for both the contractor and the building owner to extend the life of that roof. Right. I also see more building owners than I have before wanting to get up on roofs um, and actually go check out a roof that's similar to theirs before they do it. And I think that's really interesting. Daredevils. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not as hard as they think. A lot right. of these roofs, you know, there's a hatch with a nice little easy ladder right. and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, we're seeing folks say, hey, do you have one close by that I can go look at to see the finished product and see what I want to see what one looks like after five years and 15 years? Because mm. I think those are important dates that you know, people need to, you know, that are really educated want to see the, the product as opposed to just hoping that it's going to look a certain way. Right. Jennifer, you mentioned that 80% or more of roofs are replaced prematurely, which I feel like comes from a large misconception around what do I need to do when my roof is damaged or when there is something wrong with the materials or there's a leak or, or whatever. Like, okay, it's been five years. I guess time to replace my roof. Let's hope not. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, So let's get into some of those roofing misconceptions and how they can affect facility managers. So that might be one of the biggest misconceptions. Yes. But what would you all say is, along with that, some of the larger misconceptions or misunderstandings that you get from operators regarding their roofs? And why do you think those are the uh, prevailing misconceptions? So I think another big misconception is I have a let's say 20 year NDL guarantee, that means it's a maintenance free roof. I never have to touch it. I have a leak free guarantee, never have to put any uh, funds into it to maintain the roof whatsoever. It, even in today's technology, you would think, um, but there is still no such thing as a maintenance free roof. Yeah. So I think that's really one of the biggest misconceptions is um, hey, I have a brand new roof, a 20-year NDL warranty on it, never have to touch the roof again. And we like to use the analogy that it's just like buying a new car. You buy a new car, yes, you have a warranty on it, but that doesn't mean that you never have to change the oil. Right. 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 So same same concept with roofing. And, you know, it's flat typically. It's out of sight, out of mind until the water is leaking in on the CEO's desk and... Uh, <laughs> Then the roofer's getting that angry phone yeah, call. Right. Mm-hmm. Come fix my leak right away. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't want to be on the other end of that phone call. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you wouldn't not service your vehicle for 20 years. And I think framing it in that kind of way for operators and facility managers is important because I also think to a degree uh, when you've got your just general building manager, someone that is in charge of all the facilities for the entire building, you know, roofing isn't necessarily their bread and butter. And I think a lot of times the roof can get looked at from like a, a home perspective. So for example, like my dad isn't out at his home checking the roof every year. It's kind of an out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing until there's an issue. Now, when you're dealing with a commercial building, you don't want that to be the case because the cost is probably going to be greater and the repairs are going to be more costly and more time-intensive. So there has to be that sense of proactivity. Um, but it sounds like you're already getting that from a lot of your customers. Since roof maintenance is always kind of this point of contention, when to do it, how often to do it, what to look for, how do you continue that conversation forward for the people that aren't educated on this yet? Um, and how do you have those important conversations with your clients on, okay, yeah, we want to sell you your great new roof, but we need you to understand that there have to be yearly checkups. There has to be a continuous relationship to make this roof last and be worth your money. Yeah, how do you have those conversations, I guess? I think part of it is having numbers in front of them and kind of letting them see, okay, look, if we can get seven more years out of this roof by just doing the basics – and the basics we're going to do for you as a certified contractor, mm -hmm. we're going to lay out the line of showing you how you're going to profit by doing the right things as opposed to hoping and praying and finding the cheapest thing you can put on right now. Right. So uh, sometimes it's about being smart about it and having a plan and then putting that plan into action with somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, d I, I would absolutely agree. And um, I would also like to add to that that one of the biggest misconceptions is I have a new roof. I don't need maintenance. Mm. We hear that all the time. It's brand new roof. Only roofs that are 10 years old or 15 years old. When I start experiencing those leaks, that's when it's time to maintain the roof. And that is actually not the case at all. The best time to start proactively maintaining a roof is really from day one. We see all the time, I have contractors emailing me pictures of roofs that are new, six months, two years old. They're in a heavily treed area. It's that time of year. Mm. All the trees fall, clogs up a couple of drains, a couple of scuppers. And now you've got eight inches of standing water on your roof, on a brand new roof. Right. Mm -hmm. Not a good thing. And th and again, this is a brand new roof. And so, you know, we I, I understand that it's a big cost for a new roof up front. And I think that's what deters a lot of facility managers, property owner, property management companies is we're just, we're spending a million dollars on a brand new roof. I don't have it in the budget to right. maintain the roof, but it's really in the long run, a lot more cost effective. They get a bigger return on their investment by setting aside some money, budgeting correctly to be proactive versus reactive because in the long run, it will cost less to just get it done up front before you wait until you have a huge problem. And, and one of the things that we do for property owners is we do remind them on an annual basis that, you know, happy birthday to your roof, year one, year two, year three. And we do send them with a checklist of what needs to be looked at mm. and what we expect uh, to be performed on that roof as a part of their maintenance. And so they do get reminders from, from us as a manufacturer on an annual basis. Well, and from a 
installer standpoint, I mean, that's a lot of building owners want to see the maintenance program included in the in the agreement. Um, and if it's an insurance deal or not, you know, they want you know to see that there's somebody that's going to back this up and be there to take care of those maintenance issues. And and so we'll include that a lot of times inside of the the cost of the roof. Do you ever get kind of some bleed of consumer behavior in how they approach maintenance for a commercial roof? So for example, back to your car analogy, you know, you take your car to the shop, there's obviously this like deep-seated idea that, oh, they're going to try to upsell me on something or they want me to check for something that definitely doesn't need to be checked for another 10 years. How do you breach through that kind of I don't know, doubt that maybe seeps through some of those conversations, if you even experience them at all in this industry? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think the way that we've done it is by referrals uh, as well as just a customer base that they can kind of go to to say, okay, this this group knows what they're doing and they're, they're going to do it the right way. I mean, you got to have trust in your contractor. you got to trust in your manufacturer of the goods. Um, and so there's certainly a a level of discomfort there that I know owners feel when they, you know, go through that process of just knowing that, oh my gosh, this is going to be so expensive and I, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have the budget for right. it and man, I, I would love to go to this level, but do I need the 80 mil or do I need this extra protection? Do I need this extra warranty? I mean, there's all these questions and you just need somebody that can guide them through it appropriately and find out what their budget is and find out how many years they want the la- roof to last. You have to get a good understanding for who your buyer is and what they want to understand what you're going to suggest because there is 50 ways to skin the cat. And so uh, you got to find out what they really want and how they're going to get there uh, from a budget standpoint to be able to suggest the right thing. And Todd, to your point, it's an upfront conversation from the contractor with the contractor to the property owner. It's, it's an upfront conversation that, Hey, we're installing an NDL warranty on your roof. And with that, the manufacturers require that routine inspections be performed and that you keep record of it. Right. So it's, it's again, it's that upfront conversation. You're not trying to hide anything. Uh, quite the contrary. Contractor, I mean, you guys are trying to educate their customers so that they get the most out of their NDL warranty. And frankly, so that the roof lasts its intended lifespan. Proactively maintained roofs last on average 60% uh, versus half of that with reactively maintained roofs. So it's in everyone's best interest, building owner, manufacturer, and mm-hmm. contractor to be proactive when dealing with a commercial property. And we've even found that having a good relationship from our standpoint with, uh, let's say, HVAC companies and companies that clean you know, the vents on the roof sure. or restaurants and that sort of thing, having good relationships with those folks where we know they're going to treat the roof the right way has also helped a lot of our building owners that have had people up there. And again, we, I mean, if you've ever managed a building or owned a building, you know that there's never a comfortable conversation when the roofer comes out to look at a roof leak and they say it's the AC or it's the vent or it's something that's not, it's not the roof. And then they don't really care. They just want to know that I got water in here in my ceiling tiles and I need it fixed. And I don't really care whose problem it is, but please help me fix it. Right. You know, that's something that we do see a lot of, sometimes the maintenance issues are very much about people that are up there that don't know that they can't have these certain tools on the roof around right. the areas where there's no walk pads. Yeah. And, you know, they're damaging the roof, unfortunately, without even knowing they're doing it. And it causes leaks sometimes. So 
and that's those are other sort of things that we look for when we're doing those maintenance checks is all the different areas where we see that could be problem areas are there issues that we need to solve i mean it's also awareness right mm -hmm. because if an if an owner just isn't aware of problems that could occur you know not necessarily related to the roof performance and other trades up on the roof because inevitably you're going to have an ac stop working and an ac hvac guy is going to go up there it's kind of going back to what you said it's it's an informative approach of you know stop and think you know who's going up on my roof and tracking it you know tracking who's there and maybe having someone there with them to ensure that there's not doing they're not doing damage especially on flat roofs you have all these different trades up there you have plumbers you have hvac technicians maybe you even want to have a satellite dish installed on the roof and and the satellite company they just screw the the dish right into <laughs> yep. you know nobody has ever seen that before leaks travel oh yeah you, know, you never you, you can't it, they're almost impossible to find unless you're trained great way um, for really any property management company or building owner to be able to track who has been on the roof is a, a very simple quick and easy fix to that have a have a sign-in log anyone who's accessing the roof they have to sign in the date they were there their personal name the name of the company their phone number so that when you do experience a leak and you're calling the roofer because of course it's coming from the roof and the roofer comes out and identifies hey it was a puncture by the service side of the ac unit you can actually go back and track okay so and so was on the roof from from this company um, and then that becomes now a billable charge for the HVAC company versus the property owner having to come out of pocket. Because ultimately that falls under all of those items in small print that are not covered under the NDL warranty. Obviously different regions have to prep for and inspect different things. A Florida roof needs different protections versus a Cali roof or a Minnesota roof. So uh, especially because of recently powerful and devastating weather events from California's wildfires to hurricanes and tropical storms on the East Coast. How are different regions having to approach roof maintenance differently? Um, and are there any specific weather events in the last few years that you feel like might have shaped the roofing industry in any particular way, whether it's with customer conversations or with products that you're having to put out on the market? We're in Dallas-Fort Worth. Right. And it's pretty common to have hell in this met in the metroplex yes as well as tornadoes and so we've got a, a tool that will track any weather activity on any ndl registered job with us so that the owner is notified when there's a weather event so that they can get in touch uh, with their contractor who installed it to come out and do an inspection on the roof the, the contractor also gets that notification with very specific information as to whether it was a hell event wind event um, or up in the north where you have ice. Yeah. And so um, that is a part of the, the, the benefits that we offer our customers is that they know when there's a weather event and that we're going out there to, uh, to inspect it along with the contractor to ensure that that warranty is intact and can still be intact after the weather event. I think maintenance varies per region. Every, every area is a little bit different. In Minnesota, probably working in some snow removal versus being here in Texas, right? In a very heavily treed area. When I think of um, areas that need preventative maintenance, I like to look at 
the building specifically. Where is that building located? Because a building that's located in an industrial site that's not near any trees is going to be maintained a little bit differently than a building that is surrounded by trees. So maybe a one time per year, twice a year inspection. NRCA recommends inspecting a property twice a year, spring and fall, um, before any major seasonal change. So twice a year routine inspections, that is the industry standard. But if you're in an area that has a lot of trees around, probably a quarterly uh, roof inspection mm -hmm. would, would be yeah, best sure. because, again, those drains can get clogged really oh, yes. easily. In, in addition to a weather event. Exactly. Yes. Anytime there's a significant weather event of any kind, wind, winds over 50, even 60 miles an hour, and especially if you have trees around, I mean, you need to call your roofer or a roofer out and just have them look. They will do that, and they'll usually do it without any costs involved just to come look at it. And, and just note, if you do have a NDL warranty by any manufacturer, not just with GAF, make sure that the contractor you call out there is certified with that manufacturer right. before they step onto that roof. Yeah. And just in regards to significant weather events and more powerful storms, mm -hmm. which is what I am feeling like I'm seeing, and I do have more customers today that are fearful of that. I mean, I have more people asking me, hey, do you feel like these storms are happening faster and they're yeah. more powerful? Now, my my granddad or I, I know some older folks would s typically tell me, I remember storms that were harder than this and faster than this and more powerful than this. But at the end of the day, I do feel like they're happening more frequently. Now, whether that's what the cause of it is, I mean, obviously there's lots of different debates, yeah. but I do feel like it's a concern and it's a concern that people are worried about as far as I want a certain wind rating on my roof. I want to make sure my metal cap around my parapet wall is not blowing off every time it blows hard. I want to make sure that we're put installing all those things the right way so that we don't have things flying off and hitting people in the head in my parking lot uh, from the roof. So, yeah, it's, I think it is something that I'm feeling like we're talking about more. As, far as, as well as different ways of installing systems so that they are mm -hmm. puncture resistance yes. to hell. Yes. Mm. Um, we're seeing that as well. And owners, you know, doing a little bit more, you know, m more than just maintenance, but also just understanding what's going to give them the best bang for their buck mm -hmm. when it comes to preventing hail damage. Right. Wind damage. All of the above. All of the above. All of the above. Something else that I'm seeing embraced at scale is solar. California, for example, there are a lot of incentives for individuals and business owners to embrace. Get solar on your roof be a contributing factor to renewable. And I feel like they're kind of setting a standard in some regard there for the rest of the nation. Hey, embrace solar, get it on your roofs. It's great. It's renewable. How is solar energy changing maintenance practices or some of these conversations with uh, your customers and your client base? Are they asking about this? Is this something that, you know, you have to change who you send out there now to inspect the roof and how you educate the crews that go out to inspect the roofs? to maneuver around the solar panels or also inspect them simultaneously? You know, I guess, how are those two industries blending and how are your customers reacting to it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not seeing a lot of folks here asking yeah. for solar at all. And I, it, it's kind of puzzling to me sometimes because there's some huge roofs out there that we're on with lots of open space, right? And um, it, it's really just something I just don't hear people talk about, hmm. truthfully. I, I don't know why. In the North Texas area? In the North yeah. Texas area. Mm. Typically, we see it more in those areas that mm -hmm. are being charged 
high prices for electricity, Mm -hmm. right? Places in the Northeast, certainly in the West, Mm -hmm. like California, for example. But to your point, we have such great energy rates here, (laughs) thankfully, (laughs) that we don't see it very often. However, maintenance is a huge component of solar panels. Mm, And typically, and we have an entire commercial division specialized around solar, it's GAF Energy. Um, and so if I would just say, if, if anyone is at any point interested in putting solar panels on top of the roof, the first thing to do is make sure that it makes financial sense. And that's what our entire team um, at GAF Energy does. They look at the square footage of the building, where it's located, what uh, they're paying per kilowatt hour, and making sure that, yes, it does make sense to put the solar on. You also want to install a roof because typically solar panels are going to be on the roof for about 25 years. So when you're installing a, a new roofing system on your roof, you want to use a product that's going to last the 25 years. GF specifically made a product called GF Extreme that was designed for application under solar panels. It's It was designed to withstand the extreme heat aging process of when those solar panels reflect off of the roof. And so to that point, it's important to have the right membrane and then it's also important to maintain those roofs as well. So we see a lot of contractors that will do both when they're up mm-hmm. on the roof. They'll go ahead and maintain, clean off the panels, they'll maintain the panels as well as the roofing system. And many times when there's a proper installation of the panels, there's not as many penetrations into the roof as you would imagine. Right. It's not like a residential property at all. So it's really not as hard to maintain as people might think. Or like drilling a dish into the roof. <laughs> right, right. Well, it kind of goes back to having an inspector present inspecting the roof before and after, and there's a whole process for that. Mm-hmm. But like Jennifer said, you know, it isn't as popular in the Metroplex. And, and for the last 18 years that I've been here, solar's been a hot topic in the industry. Ba-doom-psh. But <laughs> financially, it hasn't made sense right. yet. We do believe there is going to be mm-hmm. um, a time when, and it does, when the cost of that, when the panel costs come down and the sol- the increase in utilities mm-hmm. go up, mm. that it will make sense. And that's why we have a team dedicated just to solar energy. To being proactive on that, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, last point here, more kind of edge technology conversation, which is always fun. Are you seeing the industry take advantage of AI or any kind of machine learning or maybe just more focused data that often gets associated with artificial intelligence. Um, Are you seeing the industry take advantage of that to deliver or better deliver on proactive maintenance? Why or why not? We are seeing at least drone technology is just Mm -hmm. incredibly spiked in the last couple years. We have software called Imaging Software that's through a company called Loveland Innovations uh, where we use that often on roofs to find damage, inspect roofs, and it's just so much faster and easier than it's ever been. Thermal imaging technology, I mean, is also something that is much more popular today than it's ever been, and it's affordable to do. Not just popular, required. (laughs) Required. Mm. That can also be attached to drones. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, being ahead of the game from a technology standpoint is not as hard as a lot of people would think, and a lot of roofers are using that technology to stay ahead of issues and stay ahead of problems on roofs. You can't see what's going on underneath the roof. Mm -hmm. So the only way to see it is with technology. Yeah. Very true. Or cutting the roof open, which we do both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technology sounds a little easier. Yes. Probably a little more cost effective, mm. too. <laughs> that about does it for this roofing roundtable. Are there any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with 
for you know what's guiding the industry, what building operators need to be looking at regarding their roofs coming around as we get into 2020. So I think that it's really important as a building owner, a property management company, facilities manager, anyone who is managing that property, that when they look to partner with a roofing contractor, find somebody that you can build a long-term relationship with, somebody who has a maintenance and repair division, um, somebody has that, to Todd's point, has great references and can show you jobs that, that they have been on. And, you know, there are so many companies out there that are just interested in roofing, taking the money and moving on to the next one. And when you look at the life cycle of a roof, a lot of these are 20 year NDL warranties. And so who can you build a relationship with that can become your go-to roofer? Anytime you have an issue with the roof, need it inspected, need a maintenance service performed, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, dating in a way, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to uh, to check their references, do some background <laughs> Take checking. Take them to your mom's house. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> introduce them to your parents, get the get the final buy-in, be, because it is a big investment. It is a very big investment, and it's a long-term investment as well, so choose wisely. I definitely would echo a lot of those points. I, I also think one of the things I, I find the most successful business building owners do is they have a team that they can count on. And it's not just the roofer, it's it's the people that they work with internally that work with the roofer. It's also their, like I said, their different trades that are on the roof. It's everybody working as a team together to get that roof as long as it can go down the road, including the manufacturer. And so having an NDL is important. Having a roofer you can trust that is gonna be around in 20 years is important. Yeah. And having that those facts checked, but also having your uh, education level at the point where you know what you're buying and you know what it, what it should cost and you feel like you're getting that deal that's important for the long-term value of your building and your roof I, I think that's really important and we we love those win-win-win situations where everybody's happy because they know it was put on the right way they know they got a deal but they also know that uh, they bought based on quality and that's what most building owners are looking for they just want something that's going to last a long time and they don't want to deal with problems right right and so that's what we're kind of seeing yeah value and quality over price mm-hmm not always about the lowest price right 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 it's about who's going to be there to hear you out and help develop that you know customer and roofer relationship mm -hmm. yeah yeah i heard a quote the other day that the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten mm. that's a good one a pretty good one let's get that one on the wall <laughs> <laughs> trust your instincts do your do your research like todd says you can't take someone for face value actually go check out um, their credentials and then lean on your manufacturers will help guide you through the muddy water and try to um, be as transparent and open as possible and ask for copies of previous inspection reports showing the quality of what they're saying that they're going to do bring the receipts yep come correct i love it all right, y'all, thank you so much for joining us on this Roofing Roundtable. Again, we were speaking with Todd Jenkins, president of Jenkins Roofing, Jennifer Long, national manager for commercial contractor programs at GAF, and Joanne Moreno, senior commercial territory manager at GAF. Jennifer, Todd, Joanne, thank you all for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having Thanks, us. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Building Management Podcast. And if you like what you heard, and want to listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries. 
There you can subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from a variety of different industries. Make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content, and make sure to follow along for a lot of our live content that we're putting out there. You can find a header at the top of our website with more info on MarketScale Radio and MarketScale Mornings. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.